Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. 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 Good morning, everybody. Today is Monday, November 6, 2023. I'm your host, Ephraim Jr., and today we pulled Raspberry Swirl. Five, four, three, two, one. I'm thrilled to have on the line a special guest, Eric Lane. Hi, Eric Lane. Hello. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you. My pleasure. I really did enjoy our talk last time, which we had on May 12th, 2020, around the song Twinkle. Yes. Do you remember that? I do, indeed. I wanted to ask you, I've been wanting to ask you, I guess now for three years, what circles do you run in that make you so popular? Because that was legitimately one of our most listened to episodes. Uh, wow, that yeah. feels really nice to hear. Uh, that surprises me. I was looking back through it to listen to it today, and it is one of our highest rated episodes, so good for you. Oh my gosh, and I wasn't even one of those people, like uh, like you suggested with the Spotify year-end rap, where you better start <laughs> listening to it 24 hours on repeat. I, that wasn't even something I did, but uh, to <laughs> answer your actual question, the circles that I inhabit... Um, two that come to mind. One is the individuals that I have met both uh, virtually and after a couple of recent shows during recent tours in person um, through you and the uh, podcast and social media. So uh, it's been um, something that I wanted to mention about how just fantastic it has been to grow um, my social circle with just amazing people that are a result of you and the work that you and David have been doing. Mm. So that's certainly one of them. The other, I guess, would be um, people from my high school, college, and professional experience who um, also have, you know, um, revealed themselves as Tory fans over the years and may have seen my Instagram post about getting the chance to do that uh, back in May 2020 and listened then. But I bet you it might be a combo of your awesomeness, a really great song, and a period of time where oh, yeah. maybe there wasn't that much else that we could sink our entertainment. That's true. Into. Yeah, that was, a, that was a wild time. Can you believe we went through that? I, I can, and I'm glad that we are on this side of it. Mm, me too. Okay, so that time we were talking about Twinkle. Do you have any last thoughts on Twinkle that have just been sitting with you for three years? The only one that I have is that I think that I spoke to the feeling of isolation mm-hmm. that um, and peacefulness that I felt thinking about that song and also that period of time where we were in isolation and at times it could feel peaceful. So it's been interesting to see how that matches up in reflection still. Mm-hmm. You know, what's interesting too is that like since then, you know, obviously things have changed. Everybody's kind of gone back to work in person and there have been a lot of demands on my time recently prior to my me taking my leave there was just like demands demands and I find myself wishing for that solitude and that peace you know just like (laughs) the ability to be home indeed yes I agree Mm -hmm. I agree some interesting like lessons learned and values that were identified in a way that I don't know if we ever could have had that experience in another way, Yeah, given the uniqueness of a pandemic and epidemic. Yeah, exactly. We couldn't have known. 
you were one of the people that I interviewed in May 2020 that I didn't know I had never met before. Mm-hmm. So we met mm-hmm. on this show. And since then, we met in person, which is really exciting. And I've turned you into Indeed. a bit of a Macy Rodman fan, it seems. A big time. Uh, yeah. Yes, both musically and her and Theta's podcast. Yes, um, if you're not listening to Nympho Wars, listen to it right now. Yes, in my brain, rent-free or Patreon-free uh, are all of their soundboard songs, which yeah. I remember... A couple of months ago, they released those on Patreon, and I listened to them all back-to-back on a plane, which was a very funny experience to just listen to the sound catalog. They're amazing. Okay, let's talk about Cunnilingus then. Why not? It's right around the corner. (laughs) Today we pulled Raspberry Swirl, and what's the wisdom that we can learn from performing oral sex on a woman? Hmm. Well, I'm assuming that question is posed to me and not rhetorical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, yeah, that's actual question. You know, um, feel free to redirect me. But what I was reflecting on this last night, I moved from the um, what I felt was kind of the obvious cunnilingus and the swirling of a raspberry mm-hmm. and really tried to sit with reflection on some of the lyrics of everybody knows I'm her friend, everybody knows I'm her man, and how definitely the beginning of that period of time when she released that, I wasn't too attuned to the lyrics. I was more attuned to the sonics of that song. But I've been thinking about how it really, for me, represents this fierce protectiveness and love of her female friends. And my understanding is that this is also connected to Beanie. And just that intensity and love that can be cerebral, sensual, intellectual, protective. So I think that's really powerful, as is sexual pleasure. So those are kind of the things that I've been thinking of around that component. I love that. You know what? First of all, do you like Raspberry Swirl? Are you a fan? You know, I was thinking about the answer to that, which is I am a fan, but I struggle because isn't it right after Jackie's strength? It's right before, yeah. Right before. I love Jackie's strength so much that I think I haven't given Raspberry Swirl as much love as it could deserve. Uh, Yeah, it definitely deserves more love. It deserves a face full of love. But let me tell you, (laughs) David also is not a fan of Raspberry Swirl. So I've had to go to bat for Raspberry Swirl time and time again. I love Raspberry Swirl. Occasionally you'll hear a song or occasionally there'll be a Tory song that like finds you in a weird place. And the very first time I went to a gay bar by myself, was in Las Vegas. I, I didn't know anybody. I like walked in. I was very, very intimidated. And like almost right after I got there, Raspberry Swirl video started playing on the television. So wow. I was like, I felt comfortable. I felt like I was able to look and engage at something and not be weird. I don't know. So and I also love this song. You know, I like anything with a beat. So <laughs> I always get distracted too by the obvious. So I really like thinking about this song in terms of protection. So well done, sir. What do you think that we can learn from that fierce love for our friends, especially? You know, I think that a lesson that it can teach is that love and intimacy can take many shapes. It can adjust itself based on the person that it's directed to or from. So I think that there's, uh, again, things can be gray and ambiguous, and we don't always have to know necessarily why we're motivated with certain feelings in order for them to be 
acted upon or valued. Also, the person that that feeling is directed to may or may not need to know that there's that depth of feeling. Mm. Um, I think I recall in some of the interviews that Tori said that when she shared this uh, concept with some of her friends that they really positively related to that. And I can imagine with that kinship how that would be for that uh, group of people. Do you find that that circle grows smaller as you get older? Like the circle of people like that you would, I guess, like take a punch for or like really protect to no end? I would say that it's elastic in that um, there may be times where I have more of that that I have the desire to feel or uh, share toward an, a person or a group. And maybe something in my life could change or their uh, bandwidth could change and that might constrict a little and then again, grow a little. So I like to think of it as a continuum. I like that, elastic. And I also think about how, you know, obviously I don't have as deep of friendships or long friendships with some in the community compared to others. But for the ones that I've been meeting in the last few years, that has grown that circle for me. So yes, did it shrink during the pandemic? Of course, but it also grew in other ways. I like that concept of it being elastic. And yeah, like it does shrink and grow. And I find like that the people, you know, of my closest friends are so few, I wouldn't like actually go to bat for at any moment. Yeah, you know what, um, that comes through um, to me from you. Um, when I listen to your recordings and other work that you've done, um, that, that's present, oh. if you know it or not. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Hello. Like you had shared about being at a gay bar and seeing this video, I was thinking about how when this song first came out, and I think it was, what, like 98, yeah. something around that period of time, yeah. I was in college, undergrad in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And I turned 21 and got a job at the, at then, at that point, the one gay bar in South Dakota. Ooh, doing what? As the DJ. Ooh. And I, some people may know this from other experiences they've had, but when you're a DJ for the one gay bar in an entire state, you... <laughs> need to broad I needed to broaden my songs that I could share because there were lots of different pockets of community that wanted to hear different things like country songs, yeah. etc. And Raspberry Swirl seemed to be the one Tori Amos song that I could successfully integrate into a playlist when I was DJing on a weekend that would keep people on the dance floor oh, yeah. as opposed <laughs> to going to the bar to get a drink. God, so, is that the worst? Uh, that was a cool dynamic um, regarding that song. I was at the precinct not too long ago and Mateo, DJ Mateo Sagatti was there who's, mm -hmm. who's DJed our Tory parties in the past and he, I saw, the, I saw him in the booth and I held up my phone that just said Tori Amos on it and he immediately played, he like pivoted whatever he was doing and immediately played Professional Widow and I was so excited for like the first 20 seconds until I realized, oh, this dance floor is clearing. People are going to get a drink. <laughs> Gosh. 
I was shocked. I was like, kids today, <laughs> they don't know what we've been through. <laughs> well, uh, it's still really an amazing thing to get to hear a song like that in a public space, yeah. even if the dance floor gets empty. It doesn't mean the dance floor of our heart. Yeah, exactly. Well, so what we've learned today and what we can take into our week successfully is that we should really cherish and honor the people that we would go to bat for and the people that we would protect and the people that we want to keep safe. And maybe even take a moment to reach out to them today. You can do that. Definitely, yeah. Good. I have two things I want to do with you. I've been doing this with all the guests, and I'm going to pull a Prism Oracle card for you. That's the first thing, so we'll do that first. But I've got to hold my microphone between my bosoms. Hold on. Okay, so you tell me when to stop on the Prism Oracle card pool. Oh, never mind. One just jumped out. You're not going to believe that protection just jumped out. It Let's is, go with it. Yeah, it is a black card. I, I, that is wild because of what we were talking about. Protection literally jumped out and it says, the essence of this card is about feeling personally safe and protected as you navigate through life. It asks you to find mm-hmm. the delicate balance of pushing yourself through heartful, oh no, through fearful, anxious situations while also feeling secure. This card asks how you can feel protected during those scary situations. Does it mean reaching out to others or just making sure that you are grounded in the present? How can you move forward while feeling safe? This, when these things happen, like protection coming out after what we were talking about, it just it gives me like a chill. Do you know what I mean? I felt it too. I feel it now. Yeah, that's wild. So that is yeah. that is a good lesson to take into our week today, uh, Monday. Can I respond to that? Go for it. Yeah. So, wow, that is profound because it also really hits where I've been at this week with my own lived experience and struggles around fear and anxiety and looking for my tools for resilience. How do I hold that in a way where I can have compassion towards myself in that moment? So I'm thinking of bridging that with the idea that I or others can figure out the way to swirl our own raspberry oh, and be, so that, be that for ourselves as well as for others because gosh that's something that i've really needed to focus on this wow week. that's that's really deep and i feel like we hit on something there that you have to everybody knows that you're your man yeah what's been going on this week that's made you uh, feel a kind of way I um, recently have been recovering from my first time having COVID, and everything has been reasonably fine, but I didn't expect the way that it would impact my anxiety levels and Mm -hmm. the way that exposure to difficult world events that are happening and other items really put me in a place where I wasn't quite sure to what degree I could trust myself to uh, have that resilience to move through those difficult moments of anxiety. So like that card, I believe, said, I thankfully had the instinct to reach for my tools, which are self-compassion, reaching out to my close friends who love me that will happily hear what I'm working through and give me that space and be witness to me in that moment. Mm. So I think that's probably what I can share around that. Wow. I identify with what you said there about the anxiety being like the worst part. Mm -hmm. Because we've lived through so much around COVID and, and now we're at 
you know, we're in a post-vaccine world, and so, like, it's it's different now, obviously, but, like, still we remember all of the horrible things, you know? So mm-hmm. when I had COVID, the anxiety, like, was a lot for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and how strange it is to, um, re- well, how reasonable it is to remember that even though it's strange, when my body felt bad, I had to remind myself that that was a result of my immune system doing its best to mm-hmm. do its job. Mm-hmm. And, the you know, my vaccine status that was, you know, doing its best to protect me. So I was able to differentiate and say, okay, physically, I don't feel so great, but it's a reflection of the work that's being done in my body to make me healthy. But psychologically, it's, uh, it's a different way of handling that for me. Well, thank you so much for being honest about that. That's really uh, insightful, too, and helpful, I think, to get through our week. Um, I'm so going to miss talking to you on the show whenever I want. Mm-hmm. And I have come up with this idea. So I have this book called 14,000 Things to Be Happy About. And it's just like mm. a list of 14,000 things to be happy about. I assume, I don't know if she cut corners and it was only 13,900. But okay, <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to flip pages and I want you to tell me when to stop. And then I'm going to scan my finger up and down the page and then you'll tell me when to stop. And then I'll give you something to be happy about if you're ever sad that I'm not on mm. Never Shut Up anymore. Not that you would be, but in case you are. So tell me when to stop. Thumbing through, thumbing through. And stop. Oh, okay. And now left or right? Left, please. Up and down. I'm going up and down. Tell me when to stop. And stop. Ooh, okay. Ooh, this is a long one. So if you ever get sad in the morning, first of all, turn that frown upside down because you can listen to Rose Cress do her thing. And then... You can make toast the old-fashioned way on the end of a toasting fork over flames roaring in the fireplace. (laughs) That's one thing to be happy about. I'd never forget it. Well, that sounds very warm and soothing, like a metaphorical blanket that I can wrap myself around when I'm missing your voice on Never Shut Up. Yes, you can just make toast in the fireplace the (laughs) old-fashioned way on a toasting fork. (laughs) Awesome. Where can they follow you, Eric? Tell everybody. My Instagram handle is... Eric Blarg, A-R-I-C-B-L-A-R-G. I'll link to it in our podcast description as well. Please follow him. He's great. And a Macy Rodman fan. So they're the only people I trust are Macy Rodman fans. <laughs> well, I want to make sure that um, I get a chance while we're in the recording space to say how tremendously valuable you have been, especially through these years, both of um, through the lead up to the pandemic, when I had some things going on in my life that were changes, um, being able to connect with you in the community meant so much. Mm-hmm. And then obviously during these years the pandemic it has been just um i can't un i can't overstate how valuable you and the community have been to me during these years so thank you for all the contributions and i'm really excited that you have been able to find a space where you are treating yourself with the love and and grace that you deserve i'll miss hearing your voice every day but i am excited for you oh my god thank you so much for saying that you'll hear it more often because we'll be doing drive all night more often (laughs) and we'll be able to produce faster well lucky us follow eric this it's new music monday yay bye eric bye
your largest muscle Your heart respects no authority Your tongue is your largest muscle You talk so much you had to get corrective surgery Your eyes are your largest muscle They can recognize me when I'm wearing a hat Your ass is your largest muscle why don't you sit down a while and think about that The way you take it there I think it's cool I really do The way you take it there I think it's cool I really do This life is not a special gift But you can make the most of it And your politics are good
Solve the maze. I'll stretch like a shadow and fade like the haze. I'll work all day, but I won't deliver. I'll grow like a tree in the LA River. Everybody's selling something, looking for the highest bidder, but I'm taking mine. I'm taking my sweet. Cause everything is shoots and ladders and someone else telling me what matters. So I'm taking my ah. 
sweet time. I'm taking my, I'm taking my sweet time.
Masculinity is not toxic. The masculine is no more toxic than the feminine is weak. True masculinity is not toxic. Real masculinity is not toxic. When I speak of the masculine and feminine, I speak, I speak, I speak not of gender. I speak not of men and women, societal symbols, stereotypes and caricatures. We are born in perfection with a blend of both expressions. Men present whose energy is feminine dominant. Women living more in their masculine, but masculinity is not toxic. We've not seen the masculine in its entirety. Merely known the masculine as a mask. I've known that mask. I've worn that mask. Sometimes still find I wear that mask. I cast that mask aside. That hides my insecurities. That becomes a shield from fear. That lies inside a hollow bravado on onion skin veneer. But masculinity is not toxic. Masculinity is not just bulging biceps, football and beer. Any more than femininity is painted fingernails, high heels and short skirts. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. The masculine is logic. The feminine is intuition. The masculine is electric. The feminine being kept in prison. The feminine is magnetism. The feminine is vulnerability. Vulnerability is a strength. The feminine is not weakness. The feminine is not weak. But masculinity is not toxic. But masculine, the sun. The feminine, the moon. The masculine holds space, and so the feminine full bloom. The divine feminine is restoration, is creation, is birth, is rebirth, is life, is renewal, is receptive, is connection, is openness, is compassion, is insight, is intuition, is forgiveness, is sensuality. But masculinity is not toxic. The toxic masculine comes from a place of wounds. The immature masculine, the insecure masculine, the juvenile masculine. The image of a fully grown man being ran by a child psychology. A self-concept of superiority based on feelings inferior. But masculinity is not toxic. The image we've been shown, the mirrors we've been sold, is a half-baked, well-worn, warped illusion of the truth. Shamed out of emotions. Taught to doubt intuition in place of intellect Disconnect from mother nature in favour of the man-made The toxic is competitive by nature The toxic is obsessed The toxic is repressed The toxic seeks domination The toxic seeks to conquer the feminine The toxic says grab her by the pussy I do not speak of gender The masculinity is not toxic True masculine is empowered, is patient, is present, is stable, is calm, is tranquil, is centered, is able. The divine masculine says, I don't abuse my power, but I'm not afraid of it either.
heard the arguments We've heard the arguments and the pleading Now you can't tear off this agreement Based on a feeling We are gathered here today So 
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up.